0: bradley and cameron are watching the campy cult classic clue on tv i think i'll watch from behind the couch so as not to be noticed i just love this movie and it could never be remade today with the same charm and wit although i've heard they're trying this movie was truly
1: lightning in a bottle that's what this movie is
2: agreed the number of gifts and quotes that have become such a part of the cultural zeitgeist it's uncanny
1: i once had a dream about a threesome with mrs scarlet and mr green And when everyone finished, did Santa appear? (laughs) Wait, what? Hello, red and green.
2: Dad, choke alert.
1: Hey, that was clever.
2: And I'm counting on yours and Cameron's clever ideas for a special show I want to do. You
1: You can tell us all about your next grand idea later. We're gonna miss. (laughs) I am your singing telegram. Classic. Anywho, where's Dylan? Oh, he's at a douche bro movie trivia night. It hit me again.
2: There must be a trivia night for literally everything.
0: A slightly tipsy and disheveled Dylan walks into the living room. Woohoo!
1: Did I score big tonight? Wow, the crowds with your douche bro movie knowledge. What? Oh, <laughs> I didn't make it to the trivia night.
2: No? Well. Where the hell have you been all evening?
3: How else could you score big?
4: <laughs> on my way to the bar, I ran into a real hottie on the sidewalk. She wanted directions to the theater, and one thing led to another, and we ended up going back to her hotel. Where we?
2: ah, uh, we know what you did.
1: I'm just surprised you didn't leave your keys on her nightstand.
4: Ever since I started connecting my keys to a lanyard that hangs from my pants pocket, I don't forget them anymore.
2: <laughs> well, for those of us who are not college freshmen, I have a great idea for a feature show, and I was hoping that you guys could help me with it. So, you know, those old timey radio shows like.
0: Hold that thought. I'll get it. Cameron gets up to answer the door.
2: Hey, ya, kids! Ooh.
5: Oh, Me and Mr. Halverson love this movie.
0: You two want to join us?
5: Oh, I'd love to, only I gotta get back downstairs to get Mr. H's head unstuck from some of my nylon stockings. We we're role-playing bank teller and robber. <laughs> Why are you up here, then? Well, two things. First, I've just gotta show you this nifty robot vacuum I bought.
0: Mrs. Halverson takes out a robot vacuum from her big purse and places it on the floor. This house is
2: clean.
0: (laughs) Did that thing just
4: quote Tangina from Poltergeist?
2: Sure did. It's one of those voice options, don't you know? You said there were two reasons you came up here.
5: Oh, my lanta, I nearly forgot. I have this letter that looks important that I need to give to Dylan.
0: Mrs. Halverson walks over to Dylan and gives him an envelope adorned with a rather gothic-looking wax seal.
5: It was dropped into my mailbox by mistake.
4: Mrs. H, our apartment numbers are nothing alike.
5: Okay, gosh, you got me. I just had to deliver it in person
2: because it looks so mysterious. And I love a good mystery. Same. Just like the mystery of how you still have a job here after all of our complaints. (laughs) Oh,
5: that's easy. I'm the one that checks the complaint box.
0: (laughs) Sounds like an election. (laughs) Dylan opens the envelope and becomes excited. It's the confirmation
4: letter I've been waiting for from my fraternity's big annual award ceremony for alum.
3: I've arranged for us to attend a murder mystery weekend.
2: You know what's funny? That's like my show idea.
3: Isn't that one of those parties where mock murders are committed and the guests try to
1: solve them? No, it's one of those things where actual murders take place and it's a mystery why we don't just leave.
5: My Lanta, that sounds fun. You know, back in the old country, I used to be known as the Jessica Fletcher of my
1: hometown.
3: By that, do you mean that you were the one committing all the murders because you were always conveniently nearby to
1: help solve them? You know, Cam, that theory makes a lot of sense. Dame Angela Lansbury has been fooling us all these decades. (laughs) This
4: awards weekend is also my 10-year reunion, and there is one guy that's going to be there that I never got to bone.
5: And why is that?
4: My sexual conquests were the stuff of fraternity legend. But there is this one guy that kept getting in my way from
1: completing my fucko card like bingo, you know, but more fun. You guys had a bingo card to keep track of those you port? Yeah,
4: dude. If you could cover your entire fucko card, then you got a cruise or, you know, something. What kind of bizarro school fraternity is this? <laughs> Anyway, that dude stole the one that got away from me. But I'm gonna
1: seek my revenge. I don't know what's more bizarre. That you've kept this grudge all these years, or you simply didn't get to pollinate all the flowers in your garden. Even
4: the master sometimes fails.
2: (laughs) So what's the man that got away up to these days?
4: Ironically, he's an infectious disease expert. And I don't
1: know what the old rival's up to. I guess after playing STD roulette all through college, you wanted to make a difference.
0: <laughs> Dylan returned to reading the letter.
4: Well, it says here that I'm short five more people for the group rate.
5: I thought hotels always gave you the group rate.
4: Yeah, but this is for the whole night. <laughs> so do you guys want to come? I'm in.
1: Same here.
2: You betcha. Let me get my cigar and trench coat and Colombo will be there.
1: Speaking of which, you know, Mrs. H, your husband and Mrs. Columbo have a lot in common. How so? Eh, never mind.
5: (laughs) Since you have the room for the four of us plus another, can I invite Mr. Halverson?
1: Sure
4: thing, Mrs. H.
5: Oh, my lanta, this will be so gosh darn fun. Like that honeymoon we never got to take. I better go tell Mr. H the good news.
0: Dylan lays the letter down on the coffee table, and Cameron picks it up to read. Wait a minute, Dylan...
3: It says here that you only need four more people to get the group rate. I know.
0: Our five friends arrived at the hotel for the Alpha Delta Guy Fraternity Reunion Award Show Murder Mystery Weekend. Phew, that's a mouthful.
4: That's what he said. Bradley, you've got to come over and see this display. It's got the highest ranking fucko
1: cards from the last 20 years. Shouldn't we wait for the games to start? I think we've got time.
0: Let me look. Dylan looks at his wrist. That's a gorgeous watch.
1: Hey Dylan, isn't that my Rolex? You said you left it at work when I wanted to wear it this evening.
4: Well, Brad, I do have an explanation. And it's a good one, too. Um, I lied.
0: After gawping at the fucko cards, Dylan and Bradley return to the group. Oh, there you guys are. Kind of figured you were already shacking up
3: with Tom, Dick, and Harry.
4: I've got my eyes on the one that got away.
2: Looking out at the sea of meatheads, I think we'll have no trouble solving the murders.
0: The hotel is full of the usual frat guy types. Hot guys everywhere. All the Brocks, Troys, Jacobs, Bretts, Chads playing beer pong and vying for who can use the most bras in a single conversation. Bradley is visibly awestruck at the bountiful buffet of these D.L. guys. You know the ones.
5: Hey, Braddy. You got the time?
1: Sorry. My phone died. Grindr is such a battery sucker. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, where's that gorgeous timepiece of yours?
1: Oh, well, for that, you'll need to ask Dylan.
2: Dylan?
3: It's about time to party. Well, he's already three sheets to the wind.
2: Simmer down, guys. We need to pay attention to everything because the murder mystery game officially began when one of the Tylers shotgunned three Bud Lights in under 60 seconds.
1: (laughs) The real trick is being able to figure out which are the actors and which are the guests, because it'll help when it comes to solving the mysteries.
5: Well, let's start with what that mystery meat was made from. Would you kids excuse me? I I need to visit the little girls' room.
0: Mrs. Alverson walks to the hallway where the restrooms are located. This will be the one place that the guy's restroom is the one with
3: the line out the door, while our two ladies have the restroom to themselves.
0: (laughs) Dylan walks over to a pretty boy with a popped-collar polo shirt enjoying a beer. How's the beer? Aw, dope, dude. It's killer. Dylan walks back over to our friend.
4: Actor, that beer tastes like cat
0: piss. Bradley, Cameron, Allison, and Dylan make their way over to their table and take their seats. From across the room, one of the fraternity guys makes his way to our friend's table. He's dressed like he walked out of Forever 21, even though in a few years he'll be suddenly 42. (laughs) That's
4: Chadwick Jacob Tyler Troy, the
0: president of my fraternity.
2: There is no way that that is his real name.
0: The walking frat name permutation arrives at our friend table. Sup, Dylan? Long time no see,
6: brah. Epic idea for the murder mystery weekend. It's gonna be dope!
4: And thank you for all that you do to benefit this brotherhood. Whenever you speak at one of our events, your words cut right to my heart, and it causes my blood to rush to all the important parts of my body. Oh, before I forget... Chad, these are my roommates, Cameron, Bradley, and Allison. I've also got another neighbor friend around here, but she's probably talking someone's ear off.
6: (laughs) I'm glad all of you decided to attend. We're in store for a weekend none of us should
0: soon forget. Hey, Dylan, maybe I'll help you get your last fucko box checked. Woo! Chad leaves the table and goes over to talk to another good-looking frat guy.
4: Ugh, there goes Troy again, trying to steal my man.
1: Oh, so he's the man that got away. Speaking of getting away, I better go see what's keeping Mrs. H.
0: Bradley gets up and walks in the direction of the restroom. Just look at how Troy is
4: flirting with Chadwick. <sighs> Disgusting. He's still so easy.
2: Uh, Dylan? You are just as flirty.
4: But that's because I understand the fine nuances of flirting. That, and this is on brand for me in fact, it's my heritage.
2: What the hell does that even mean?
3: His mother and father were sluts, too.
0: As the evening draws on, the maitre d' stands in the middle of the room to announce...
3: The Alpha Delta Guy 10 years reunion and annual awards weekend is officially kicking off. But before we begin, we have another anniversary amongst us. Our oldest alum, Chadsworth Goodhart Sr., is celebrating his 10-year wedding anniversary with his much younger wife, Candy.
0: Allison, whispering under her breast to the table.
2: Candy Goodhart? What is she, a stripper? The stripper... <laughs> ...that captured Chadsworth's heart.
0: They are
3: joined by Chadsworth's son, Chadsworth Goodhart Jr., award-winning tennis player, on this momentous occasion that shows that love can be found at any age. And by the family's French maid, Tina,
1: spelled T-E-E-N-A. Brandley under his breast to the table. Unless you're gay, then the cutoff is 30. <laughs>
3: And to start, we have celebratory cake and champagne for everyone. Chef Emile,
0: bring the cake out for everyone. The disgraced former WRLT chef wheels out the cake, brightly lit with candles, to the table at which both Chadsworth and Candy are sitting. Mr. and Mrs. Chadsworth lean into the cake and blow out the candles. Suddenly, the lights shut off, and the room is enveloped in a darkness with only the aroma of Axe body spray wafting through the air. (laughs) The lights are turned on, and Chadworth Goodhart Sr. is slumped over the table. Oh my, they've been murdered. Whatever will
3: we do? Thanks, Poirot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Halverson emerges from a hallway and walks to our friend's table and takes a seat.
5: Oh gosh, does this mean we don't get to eat the cake? My sugar's low.
4: Maybe grab one of those emergency little Debbie fudge rounds in your purse
1: with the infinity bottom. <laughs>
5: My Lancer, that's a great
2: idea, don't you know? Emergency fudge rounds?
1: Yeah, Mrs. H keeps them because you never know when you're gonna crave a little nosh.
0: (laughs) All of a sudden, a man dressed in a disheveled shirt and tie, wearing a trench coat and smoking a cigar, walks into the room.
3: No need to fear.
0: I am here to help you solve the
3: mystery of who killed Tadsworth Goodhart Senior. With what? And why? Mrs. Halverson, pointing to Allison.
5: After that, can you help me solve the mystery why this girl can't keep a man to save her life?
3: Some mysteries will remain unsolved. <laughs> I'm a private detective that was hired by Chadsworth Sr. to dig up dirt on his son that he suspected of having an affair with Candy. Subsequently, and unbeknownst to the senior, I was also hired by Chadsworth Jr. to dig up dirt on Candy because he suspected her of changing his father's will. Now I'm going to need your help to solve the murder. Let's start with examining the bullet hole. Judging from the bullet hole, the gun that was used was likely a 9mm. And since no one has left the room...
5: The gun and killer must still be in here!
3: Really, Columbo? (laughs) Now I need all the guests to look around the room to see if they can locate the gun. All the guests look
0: about the room for the gun.
2: Uh, I found it. It's located to the left in the planter on the far right corner of the room.
0: The detective walks in the direction that Allison pointed and lifts the gun out of the planter with a pencil.
3: Wow, this weapon's been recently
5: fired.
0: I bet that will point us to the killer.
3: (laughs) Nothing ever fools you, doll. (laughs) Now you've received all the clues to solve this murder. Some I highlighted for you, and others you needed to observe on your own from the moment you arrived at the hotel. The butler did it? Madam, I'm a maitre d'.
5: Well, excuse me for not taking French in high school.
4: (laughs) The stripper did it. The son did it.
3: Colonel Mustard in the dining room with a candlestick.
0: <laughs> what? Just joining in the ridiculousness?
2: No, you're all wrong.
0: Allison stands up and meanders through the crowd.
2: Allie,
5: don't make a fool of yourself. Some of these guys might be single.
2: <laughs> While the detective has highlighted some important facts, you really needed to have to been paying attention to the actions of our victim and his family throughout the preceding time this evening. While we know that the gun was used, and it was tossed across the room, we instantly think of the son because of his excellent backhanded tennis skills. Perhaps he was worried that he was going to be cut out of the will. But there's a photo of him at an anti-gun rally on the bookshelf, so it's unlikely he ever even owned one.
3: So, he could have used it because he knew his projected pacifist ideology would shield him from suspicion. Ah!
2: But you're neglecting that he's right-handed, and the shot trajectory and the direction the gun was thrown could have only happened by a left-handed murderer.
3: Then Candy must have done it because other than the son, she had the most to gain.
2: Yes, but she wouldn't do it because then she would have been instantly under suspicion. No, Candy was certainly involved, but she did not pull the trigger.
3: Well then, whom?
2: The French maid. (laughs) And
3: just how do you come to that conclusion?
2: Earlier this evening, I was witness to a spat in the hallway between Candy and Tina, at which point Tina slapped Candy across the face. Now, at the time, I didn't think much of it, but when I learned that the will may have been changed, I assumed that they were fighting over Tina uncovering Candy's improprieties with her affair with the son. But just before the cake was brought out, Chadsworth Jr. was making out with one of the dude bros on the lanai, so he wouldn't be involved with Candy. Go on. Thinking back to the spat in the hallway, I remember Tina slapping Candy across the face with her left hand. Fast forward to the cake, and I noticed that both Tina and Candy glanced at one another and have matching necklaces on. I believe Chadsworth was right in that Candy was having an affair, but it wasn't with the son. It was with Tina, and Candy must have wanted to back out of the plan to murder Chadsworth this evening. The truth is, the will wasn't changed, and I deduced this because I saw Chadsworth Jr. give Tina money earlier. So to get the money before Candy, the son paid Tina to kill his father, and he was undoubtedly planning to split the money with Tina, who was going to run off with Candy, leaving Chadsworth to marry Trevor, the dude from the balcony, and move into the family mansion.
1: How's about the Sparknotes version?
2: (laughs) Tina, in the dining room, with the revolver. Well, nine millimeter.
1: Well done. You've
0: solved the first murder this weekend. After the crowd finishes congratulating Allison on her uncanny deduction, Chad Jacob Troy, ah, oh, hell, I forget the rest of his names, the president of Alpha Delta Guy, approaches Dylan.
6: Fucking fantastic, man. We're all having a mad weekend, yo.
4: Thanks, dude. You know, there is another mystery I need to solve this weekend, and need your help to do it.
6: Oh, yeah? I actually
0: have something I need to talk to you about, too. Just then, Bradley, Cameron, Allison, and Mrs. Hobson walk over to Dylan, whose flirting was in overdrive.
6: Why don't you
4: meet
0: me upstairs in my room in about ten minutes? Dylan hands Chad the key to his and Cameron's room, and Chad thanks Dylan and walks away. What the fuck, man? Where am I supposed to sleep now? Dude, I'm finally going to have
4: boned every dude in my fraternity. You can sleep with Mrs. Halverson, or Brad, or Allison. Meanwhile, I'm going to go upstairs and be getting ready.
0: Dylan is in the restroom of his room, getting ready for his big hookup. When he calls from the restroom out into the main bedroom.
4: Hey, Chad, I'm slipping into something more comfortable. (laughs) If the Jack and Coke arrives while I'm getting ready, answer the door and tip the cutie. There is no answer. Chadwick?
0: Chadwick, babe! Can you answer the door? I'll get it. Dylan walks out into the bedroom, shirtless with only a jockstrap on, and answers the door. Dylan opens the door to reveal the bellboy holding a tray of Jack and Coke. Dylan is taken by the svelte bellboy with his v-shaped torso and sexy scruff with piercing green eyes and luscious brown hair
4: oh i got a tip for you how's about you come here later for it
3: <laughs> oh don't mind if i do um i'm off at 11 but for now i gotta place this tray in your room oh i've got it no i gotta place it in the room it's union rules the bellboy walks past Dylan and places the tray on the dresser what the fuck what is it There's a man stabbed into bed. I'm telling hotel security, I think I'll be hooking up with someone else tonight. The bellboy runs off,
0: leaving Dylan with the dead Chad.
4: What the hell? This has got to be some kind of
1: joke.
0: Have time for another podcast and enjoy listening to Two Idiots Discussing Films? Then look no further. We are Movie Drone Podcast, two mates sitting down to discuss new releases, nostalgic films and anything and everything in between. He's Steve. And he's Mark. Together we answer listener questions and set each other homework, giving each other a film to watch that the other hasn't seen, in the hope of unearthing hidden gems. You can download us on iTunes, Podbean as well as Google search us to find us on loads of different platforms. Or email Podcast at hotmail.com. I think that's all. No chance, mate. Huh? You've forgotten everyone's favourite feature. Mark's movie impressions. Oh, I'd hope you've forgotten it too, to be honest. No chance at hey, that. mate. you think you should do one. Hate you. Come on, mate.
1: Show them what you got. Hey, my boy. No, hey, no Yo, Adrian! <coughs>
0: <laughs> and if that hasn't put you off, give us a try. There's a small chance you won't regret it. Halverson and Mrs. Halverson all run in to see what the problem is. Dylan, dude, what's wrong? Look! Dylan directs everyone's attention to the bed. Chad is dead.
2: Oh, is that all?
0: What are you talking about? A man is dead in my bed. And
4: no, it's not a lengthy refractory period.
2: (laughs) It's all part of the evening's affairs.
4: It's not a part of the murder
3: mystery weekend. He's dead. Mrs. Halverson walks over to the body.
2: I don't
5: know, Allison. He looks pretty dead to me.
3: Hold on, hold on. I watched a first aid YouTube
0: video once. I'll check his vital signs. <laughs> While Cameron is checking for a post, Bradley makes his way towards the door.
1: What are you doing? Uh, I'm getting out of here. I think I'm going to find that bellboy and see if he needs some comforting after walking in on a murder scene.
3: No one is going anywhere. The detective arrives with the bellboy. You. Yeah, you, with the big, teased-up hair and the Tammy Faye makeup on.
5: Woo! That's me!
3: Take the mirror from your purse and hold it under the victim's nose and see if it fogs up.
5: (gasps) How'd you know I had a mirror?
0: Well, that makeup doesn't apply itself, does it? Mrs. Halverson walks over to the body and holds the mirror under his nose.
5: Oh, he's dead, you betcha.
0: And the only two people
3: in that room were the victim and that guy. Don't be going far, sir. As of now, you're the only suspect.
2: Wait a minute. You're just an actor. You don't have any legal jurisdiction here.
3: Oh, on the contrary. Yes, I was playing the private detective earlier, but I'm also a commissioned detective with the Tampa Police Department.
2: Damn. Next thing you know, Hercule Poirot will show up in his trademark mustache.
0: Our five friends are in Bradley and Allison's room, sitting on the bed, looking all out of sorts. Bradley pours everyone a drink.
5: You brought your own brandy?
1: You drink the stuff out of the mini bar. Pretty sure they offer special financing. Why'd you do it, Dylan? Me? I didn't
4: kill him. The only penetrating I was planning on doing was, well, you know.
3: (laughs) But dude, you were the only one in the room, and no one else
1: had a key.
2: Perhaps someone else did have a key. You know, maybe that bellboy had one.
1: I'm afraid that's impossible.
2: What, that he didn't have a key?
1: No, that he did it. You see, I was with the bellboy, keeping him busy, after dinner and before he brought the Jack and Coke to the room. (laughs) That's it, I must have done it.
4: I knew I shouldn't have taken those pills that Danny gave me before we left. And really, I shouldn't have mixed them with a gin and tonic at dinner.
3: (laughs) Don't worry, dude, we'll figure this out. And if we don't,
5: we'll visit you in prison and I'll bake you a herring souffle with a metal file on it so you can escape.
3: It's going to be all right. I'll just get
4: free food, health care and higher education while there. <laughs> oh yeah, plenty of
1: conjugal visits too.:
2: I'm afraid that's not a thing anymore. Back in the old country, I used
5: to provide conjugal to our local boys in the pokey.
1: Really, Mrs. H? Wasn't that risky?
5: Nonsense. Have you seen the food in those places? Even our striped boys deserve to have a good home cooking while they pay their debt to society, don't you know?
3: No, no, no. Not casserole visits. Conjugal visits. <laughs> if justice
4: and truth don't prevail, I'll be brave, and I'll always carry rubbers and loo. After I shiv a prisoner to show that I'm not only good-looking, I'll play the pretty boy jock with boyish good looks and all the bears want to get with. <laughs> And I'll find a way to manipulate them into doing my bidding and developing a way to escape the prison. Then we'll rush across the swamps with the dogs hot on our heels until we make it to the ramshackle raft. Then we'll sail to the horizon as we make passionate love beneath the stars.
3: Relax. I'm pretty sure you're not guilty. Only pretty sure? Hey, it's the best I got
0: right now. Excuse me while I vomit. Dylan leaves the bedroom area and heads into the bathroom.
2: Way to go, Cam. Now you've gone and made him sick. Well, he did
1: lie about having my Rolex earlier. And after theft, murder is the next logical step in deviant behavior.
2: (laughs) There are so many straw men and slippery slopes fallacies in that statement.
3: What are we supposed to do, Allie? There is literally a dead body in his room, and he was the only one in there. And we know there was some degree of obsession with this guy.
5: Do
2: you have any other explanation, Dame Angela Lansbury? Not right now, but we also know Dylan. He's a sweetheart that would never intentionally harm anyone.
1: Well, you better figure it out before the police arrive. I believe in you,
2: Allison. I
5: mean, you did wonders with that murder earlier this evening.
3: That was a game, Mrs. H. This is
0: real life.
5: Yeah. Allison isn't too good at the game of life.
0: Dylan emerges from the bathroom. Allison gets up to answer the door to reveal the detective. I'm afraid that I'll need to cuff
3: our suspect until reinforcements arrive. This is it. The beginning of the end. You. Who, me? Bring me your handcuffs.
1: But how did you know I had... Pink
3: furry handcuffs? Just a wild guess. (laughs)
0: The next morning, the detective gathers all the hotel guests and actors in the main dining room. Dylan walks into the dining room and takes a seat with his friends.
4: At least I'm used to a little bit of bondage.
5: Oh, there's a lot more than that where you're going for ten to twenty.
3: I don't know how you can make jokes. Dude,
0: you're going to be wearing an orange jumpsuit by this time tomorrow. At that moment, police reinforcements arrive. One of the officers is right out of Magic Mike. Ooh,
1: well, well, well. What do we have here? But why didn't they bring their boombox?
2: This isn't part of the game. This is real. If it's real, do you think they'll be serving us breakfast? (laughs) Guys, we have to figure out how Chad Michael Montgomery, or whatever the hell his name is, died.
0: Once the newly arrived officers get themselves situated, the detective addresses the group. Last night, a man-boy was murdered.
3: Chad Tyler Troy, or something like that. From the evidence I've been able to gather, the person of interest over there in the pink handcuffs gave his key to Chad in order to have a romantic rendezvous, probably to complete his fucko card from college. But when Chad resisted, Dylan flew into a rage and stabbed him with one of the dinner knives, went back into the bathroom in order for someone else to discover the body as Dylan could claim plausible deniability while he was in the shower. And since there was no one else in the locked room, we have our man. So unless anyone else can come up with another scenario, why, Dylan, I, I'm afraid I'm, I have to take you downtown. Hey, I'm at least
4: entitled to one phone call in a strip church.
2: <laughs> not now, Dylan.
0: The detective walks towards Dylan.
2: Wait, you haven't established a motive. And unlike a game of Clue, you not only need the murderer weapon and location, but a motive as well.
6: I'll give you a motive. Dylan gave Chad the key so he could seduce him into naming Dylan Fraternity and Lum of the Year. The only reason Chad accepted Dylan's invitation to meet with him in his room was so he could let him down privately. You see, Chad already promised me that I was going to be Alpha Delta Guy Alum of the Year. If we shared the same room of this murder mystery thing. You see, we began seeing each other casually after Chad met me while I was serving as a butler
3: for a while during graduate school. Well, that's all fine and good, but how did Dylan murder him?
6: After Chad arrived, Dylan tore off his clothes and slung them onto the floor.
5: That's Velcro. It just gives the illusion of a tear.
6: <laughs> and when Chad broke the noose to Dylan, Dylan flew into a wild rage. Then he took to the steak knife clenched between his rock-hard ass cheeks and stabbed
3: Chad. There you have it, folks. The motive and all. Dylan, I'm placing you under a ra-
2: Oh, wait. How did Troy know that Dylan had the knife between his rock-hard ass cheeks? And that he slung his clothes on the floor?
6: That was easy. I just assumed that's where he hid it because that's what he used to do when we would roleplay Lifetime movies.
3: Douche-ho. Why didn't you report
2: the murder immediately?
6: I didn't want to appear to be a subject since I was leaking outside of the door. That slut murdered my lover and my friend.
2: Hold up. I know this slut, and he may be a great deal of things. A man-child.
3: Lacking in discernment.
2: Naive. (laughs) (laughs) But a murderer is not one of them.
3: Your friend Dylan does not have an alibi. He has motive, and he has opportunity. Do you have anything
0: else that can help your friend here? Allison looks at Mrs. Halverson, Bradley, Cameron, and Dylan, then back to the detectives. Are you strung out on streaming? Did
4: Netflix and chill turn into boring and ill?
5: Well, fear not, neighbor. We got what you need. That's right. Your local video store is here to save the day.
6: We got all the tapes and laser discs you never knew you wanted. That's right, and thanks to modern technology and a 56 kilobyte DSL line, we are able to make film recommendations via the information superhighway, the Internet.
5: Yes, each month we pick a random caller seeking help from our trained staff to find a film that meets their search criteria such as
4: horror films directed by a woman with no nudity, killer doll movies not made by Charles Band,
6: even Easter themed horror films and children with magic. We can help you find what you're looking for.
5: Can you help me find Jesus?
6: No, but we can find you religious films not featuring Jesus.
4: So tune in each week and we'll help you find what it is you're looking for. Find us where all popular podcasts are found, even live recorded video from our store
5: support your local video store and earn a free bag of popcorn when you sign up for a videorama membership welcome
1: Welcome to to Videorama. videorama
0: on the detective and dylan the detective moves in closer to take dylan away to the big house allison is visibly frustrated and deep in thought as the detective takes dylan and begins to walk in towards the door allison says
2: wait how did troy know that dylan flung his clothes on the floor no one except the five of us the bellboy and you saw the room otherwise it was cordoned off from everyone else there had to be someone else in that room or had had access to it with motive and opportunity Like Troy.
1: Then what's my motive?
2: I'm guessing the oldest one in the good book. Jealousy.
1: What book is that?
2: Crime and Punishment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw Troy arguing with Chad earlier this evening. It got pretty heated. Why the hell are you just now
3: bringing that up?
1: Because the bellboy, whose name escapes me, isn't supposed to be fraternizing with the guests while on the clock.
5: Guess you could say he was still providing guest uh, service. (laughs)
3: Just par for the course in Bradley's sexcapades. Well, the only reason I was boning Bradley is because Dylan and Chad had already turned me down, and I knew I could get a quickie in while taking the tray of Jack and Coke up to the room.
1: What? Don't I feel cheap?
5: Like the clearest rack at an Old Navy outlet.
3: (laughs) That's it. Chad must have answered the door, and then the bellboy must have killed him in a jealous rage, then framed Dylan for revenge.
2: I'm afraid that that isn't correct, Cam. You see, even though the bellboy had motive, he didn't have the opportunity. He was too busy porking Brad at the time of the murder.
3: Damn, I hadn't thought of that.
2: I think I'm finally piecing it together. Troy, you seem to know an awful lot about what happened in the room without being there yourself. And the only way you would know most of what you told us was if you were also in the room. Before we hear another gash darn argument,
5: can we please eat breakfast? Okay, everyone.
3: We'll have breakfast, then Columbo here can thrill us with her criminological acumen.
0: As everyone finishes their breakfast, Allison gets up to address the crowd.
2: Care to explain how you knew all those details about the going-ons in the room, Troy?
6: I was upset that Chad was possibly shacking up with Dylan, so I went upstairs to confront him. After leaning my ear up against the door and heard them talking, I peeked through a keyhole, and that's when I saw it.
5: Honey, there are no keyholes. Believe me, I tried to borrow, yeah, yeah, borrow some silverware for my collection, uh, I mean room, and learn that all the doors have card keys, so my picking kit wasn't gonna work, don't you know? <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what I think happened. Troy saw Dylan give the card key to Chad, and probably overheard Dylan's trademark flirting, feeling possibly spurned by Chad, Troy stole a steak knife from dinner. Big deal, I took a whole place setting. Not now, Mrs. H. (laughs) Troy then followed Dylan and Chad upstairs. He knows both of them well enough that he anticipated Chad ordering room service for Jack and Coke. He remembered that from his butler days. So Troy knocked on the door and Chad opened it. And that's when Troy took a knife and plunged it into Chad. Chad stumbled backwards and fell onto the bed. And then Troy happened to see Dylan's clothes were slung on the ground. And Troy closed the door and left before the bellboy can finish with Bradley. So when the bellboy arrived, no one would be the wiser. Jealousy was the motive. So the butler really did do it!
3: Before I leave, there's just one more thing. Dylan, those are some nice shoes. You think I could get a pair like that for about 20 bucks? Uh, I don't think so. Damn. You know, the missus, she, uh, the missus would love to see me in shoes like that. (laughs)
6: I trust everyone had a fantastic weekend. Oh yeah, I seem to have made a full recovery.
0: The crowd is visibly shocked and bewildered at the seemingly miraculous recovery of Chad. Undistinguished chatter rumbles throughout the room. I want to
6: thank our host everyone that made this a truly unnerving and mystifying murder mystery and i especially want to thank dylan for making this an annual alpha delta guy reunion that none of us will soon forget also it's my pleasure to award dylan with frat bro and lum of the year
1: congratulations dylan
2: a marvelous performance!
1: When were you queued in on everything? I was in on it the whole time.
2: <clears throat> and, uh, Mrs. Halverson's hair is naturally that color.
4: <laughs> Alright. I wasn't in on it. I
1: was really scared.
2: There's something that I don't understand. Mrs. H, why didn't your mirror fog up when you held it under Chad's nose and mouth?
1: Yeah, that is mystifying me too.
5: Easy! It was sprayed with defogger, don't you know? Just before I left to go to the can, I learned that Dylan had Braddy's Rolex. And in the hallway, I ran into a staff member that asked me to spray my mirror down with defogger. It was at that point that I became part of the game.
4: So you were just laughing on the inside while I was hysterical?
5: Oh, you betcha.
3: I had an absolute blast being a part of a real-life murder mystery weekend. Dylan, dude, excellent work, my man.
1: I, too, had a great time both with the game and with the trifling hobag bellboy.
5: What a weekend. Mr. Alverson is gonna be so disappointed that he missed out, despite there being no real crimes committed.
0: Our friends gather their belongings and get ready to head to the door.
5: Allison, mind carrying my purse? Why, can't you carry it?
0: Allison picks it up, but struggles a little with the unusual weight.
5: What, me and Mr. H need new place settings.
2: And cut.
0: How's this for a surprise? We are actually in the recording studio at WRLT Radio. Allison, Dylan, Cameron, Bradley, and Mrs. Alberson are all on headsets and behind mics. What?
4: That's it? I'm the star, but I don't get a closing line?
0: Frankly, my
2: dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) Yes, Dylan, it just flows better this way.
1: I was hoping that I would end up with that bellboy. My fictional self is even a loser. (laughs)
5: Oh, I just had such a gosh darn fantastic time with you kids, don't you know?
3: Allison, your idea for an old-timey murder mystery radio program was genius. We had the sound effects and everything.
2: Thanks, guys. I think the viewers are going to love it.
4: Only, I've got a question. If we were voicing ourselves and the other characters, who's voicing the narrator?
1: This episode, The Butler Did It, was written and directed by R.L. Terry. Voicing our regular cast, Sean Perrette as Bradley, Jeff Feitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Josh Williams as Dylan, Linda Castro as Mrs. Halverson, and Paul Hawkins as the narrator. Guest starring today, Donnie Roberts as Chad and Troy. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Our producer is Danielle Meskel, and our editor is Jason The Verne Hemming. Connect with us on social media at Forza crowd Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and Forza underscore a crowd on Instagram. Be sure to rate and review and share our sitcom with your friends. See you next time in Apartment 9.